Welcome to Slag Radio. We got a fucking banger today. We have a plastic episode. Oh, very plastic. Uh, if you want to get social with us, we have an Instagram at Slag Radio Pod. We also have a TikTok at Slag Radio. If you want to email us, you can do so slagradiopod at gmail.com. You can also please review us. Yes. Give us five stars. Yes. Give us a review. Yes, please. Amazing. If you want to support us on Patreon, that's patreon.com slash slag radio. We got bonus apps on apps on apps. Bonus apps are also available on Spotify. Yep. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Stella. I'm Leslie. And you're tuned in to Slag Radio. Hit it. Uh, we got an email about our last episode. Shall we read? We shall. This is from my friend Izzy. Subject line, Hollister Hell. I've not actually read it. So. <laughs> Hollister Hell. The first time I went to Hollister, I was 12. I was with my dad on a shopping trip. The upside of shopping with my dad was that he hated it so much that he would buy me stuff just so we could leave. The downside was that you had to decide on this stuff within the span of five minutes. It was unpleasant to say the least. We had just bought a pair of quote, wedgie fit jeans at Levi's. As I, prepubescent and aggressively skinny, there was no ass for these jeans to wedgie. We walked past Hollister. I stared at it pleadingly. My dad nodded. We proceeded with caution. The first thing I remember was my dad loudly saying how dark it was inside. The hot girl standing at the entrance smiled at us like we were aliens. I wanted to die. He then got out his phone, which which didn't have a torch feature, so he used the light from his screen to direct himself around the store. I wanted to die even more. The music was pumping. The smell was overwhelming. And then I saw it. A white crochet jumper, stupidly priced at 40 pounds, on sale. There's barely anything to it, my dad exclaimed. I'll wear it as a beach cover-up, I retorted. He asked if I really wanted it, and I said no, feeling judged. We left. And I'm not proud to say this next bit, but I I started crying. (laughs) Needless to say, we marched back in there, bought the jumper, and I wore the fuck out of it for too many years to go. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, wow, that does actually seem like hell. That that's such a good description. Jumper is sweater for our American listeners because oh, yeah. I also was I was like for those a, who need a translation. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, jumper. Yeah. Love that. Wow. <sighs> Thank that's you, Izzy. Sorry amazing. about that. Yeah. Thanks, Izzy, for your email. All right, on to the episode. On to the episode. Hmm. What are we chatting about today, my love? <sighs> a little bit of placky surge. Placky surge. I'm so excited. Same. I did a lot of research for this one, and I went down a big rabbit hole. <gasps> and I have a story for you today Ooh. that is murder, lust, <gasps> love, 
spaniels dog breeding whoa etc oh my god so get ready okay. yeah it's gonna be fun i'm so excited yeah um plucky surge plastic surgery yeah sorry we probably should have <laughs> specified that um miss leslie has done some sweet historical research mm-hmm. and i have tapped into the landscape of plucky surge today i would say yes. um we have some fab research to get into should we debrief about anything yeah Is maybe we should debrief? debrief um have you had any plucky surge <laughs> uh not this week no mm. um i actually was going to get plastic surgery as a child oh. because I, my dad and I were playing catch one time with a baseball and it, the ball hit me in my cheekbone and shattered my cheekbone and uh. they thought that it was going to like heal terribly. Oh, so God. my mom was considering that as an option briefly, but I mean, I'm facially serving you right now. Out. So yeah. clearly I made it <laughs> made out, out alive. <laughs> And yeah. you're serving cunt. I am. Always. Have you had any operations as of late? Um, as of late, no. Nothing crazy. Do you have friends with plastic surgery? I do. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the popular procedures? Well, there was a girl from our high school. Again, not going to name any names because yeah. that would be jarring. But I do remember <sighs> she got lip fillers when we were like 16. And then she recently i believe through the grapevine i heard this yeah that she got the fat sucked out of her thighs and put into her ass isn't the ass supposed to match the thighs yeah i don't know it's weird but that was like a rumor so i don't really know if that was true yeah but she's definitely had a lot of shit done to her face she actually works as a nurse in a plastic surgeon's office so oh no way yeah i feel like a lot of the people working in plastic surgery are also plucky surgeon yeah yeah i was getting my laser oh that's what i get done yes i guess that that's a non-invasive procedure as yeah as as we will get into um i get laser hair removal done and i was asking the technician who was doing it the nurse and she was like Oh no, I asked her like, oh, do you ever, have you had laser yourself? And she was like, oh yeah, I do it all the time. Like, because they don't have to take inventory of the, like there's no. Yeah, it's just a machine, it's right? It's just a machine. It's so not she's like, like, like yeah, I, like I come in here if a client cancels and I'll just zap myself a bit. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Are you only supposed to do it a couple of times and then it works like uh, forever or no? You do like rounds of it. So the minute I'm like, in six in my sixth round of eight and they're it's like, like six weeks apart yeah <laughs> kind like of. a treatment period yeah and yeah, then yeah. You're supposed to be done yeah and then you're supposed to be done except they keep trying to sell me like do you want the top up i'm like this was supposed to be permanent okay yeah ooh. no i don't want the fucking top up mm-hmm. do your job you. they'll get you <laughs> yeah Anyway, so yeah, that I have been plucky surging recently, and they're also always trying to sell me Botox and like because it's a oh, med spa. Yeah. We'll get into that. Oh, okay. I I read that in my research, and then I was like, that's not historical. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can let Stella handle yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I've just noticed a packet of kettle chips that's been behind my desk. Oh my god, area for like two weeks. Because it blends in with that bag. Uh, maybe a week. 
That is so Maybe we can break embarrassing. In. It's definitely empty. <laughs> oh, oh, is that from the party? Oh, I was snacking. Is that from the Monopoly party? That was the Monopoly party. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Damn, sorry. There's probably a rat like napping oh in God. there. <laughs> um, I don't think I have any friends that I know of who have any procedures done. I do have lots of friends who have like texted me like oh should i get lip fillers like i did this filter mm. to see what i would look like with lip fillers like i feel like lip fillers is the yeah that's the, a that's the thing surgery du jour du jour yes i think my might have lip fillers yeah i'm my i don't know if i'm supposed to reveal that that's the thing with plastic surgery is it's like so taboo to you're not supposed to reveal what other people have but has a like nurse friend or whatever who visited her and she brought like just botox with her like she oh. just like brings botox Brilliant. and she like just like injected it in her face like, she was like here i'll give you a free sample or whatever what i don't think she's gone back though i don't know i literally can't tell Damn. but yeah definitely like the older like i'm sure like all of my friends parents have yeah a lot of my friends parents have botox yeah i went to a sort of weird all girls school as we've been mm-hmm. through and a lot of the parents on like parents night what is it called pa- when the parents come and like see how the kids are doing oh parent teacher conference night yeah yeah, yeah parent teacher night yeah why does that not feel right it's the name it doesn't matter some of the mums let me tell you like- they were placky surged up yeah they were yeah. plastered back a facelift i i was looking at facelifts Oh, yeah. I mean, they can really do some damage. Like, they can do some shit, yeah. Like, you, they, I mean, they do make you look like 10 years younger. I mean, the before and after photos <laughs> that I see on the internet. Of course. But, yeah. Pretty, Did you, pretty like, insane. stumble any into anything, like, particularly weird in terms of, like, the way you were doing your research? Because, personally, I found that anytime I looked up something, it was just, like, having to sift through hundreds of websites that were trying to sell me these procedures. Yeah, I, like, even in the historical ones, a lot of them would be, like, 10 early Hollywood celebs who got plastic surgery. Yeah. Like, I'd look up and it's just on a plastic surgery website. Yeah. Like, yeah, it yeah. was, I had to avoid the, yeah. the propaganda. Yeah. I think it goes without, no, it doesn't even go without saying. I just want to, like, preface all of the research reveal. Mm-hmm that with plastic surgery someone is always making money off of yeah. your pain and like what you're going through basically mm-hmm. and like i respect people's choices to be autonomous with their yeah. bodies of course but it is important to remember that someone's making money because literally all those websites are like yeah you, you and they oh. use sorry no you go they use words like improve your this appearance or and it's like that's subjective what does improve mean they based on what yes to health too. a very like these subtle words that are like like youth or energy yeah or like vague things that are basically saying like we're gonna make you healthier yeah or like look healthier but yeah. it's like clearly yeah and it's all based on this like very specific image that society is like constantly renewing to Mm -hmm. be like this is the hottest way to look 
usually it fits with like white people and yeah like or now it's a it's a smorgasbord it's of a like smorgasbord. racial features and we will yeah. get into it and we will we get into will. it and we will <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so should we begin yeah okay oh God, okay i can't wait to hear what you've yeah been so i'm going first today i was assigned as you know the history of plastic surgery and also the dangers and the horrors so first just wanted to do a little intro Mm -hmm. i'm sure we all know this but there are two wings of plastic surgery reconstructive and cosmetic reconstructive is the oldest type of plastic surgery it's like the first like that's how plastic surgery began Mm -hmm. and it's you're fixing congenital deformities like a cleft lip disfiguring wounds animal bites burns quality of life things like a breast reduction like that all fits into kind of like reconstructive and then there's cosmetic which is the newer kind um and we all know what cosmetic plastic surgery is often it's for aesthetic purposes erasing your ethnic features to avoid prejudice um more dating options career advancement combating aging or coercion by spouse or boss that is depressing job that is depressing more dating options yeah oh my god it's pretty sad please never get plastic surgery if you want quote unquote more dating yeah (laughs) holy shit so moving into the history do you want to guess when the first like operation was done i have a rough idea that it might have something to do with the first world war because i know that there was a lot of like plastic surgery advancement during that time when people were getting like their limbs blown off Mm -hmm. and then they had to like yes reconstruct so maybe around then like 1919 or no no earlier like 1914 (laughs) so you're like partially right okay in that that's the beginning of modern plastic surgery in our modern techniques however it goes back to like 600 800 bc oh shit yeah literally so the first as far as my research took me the first person i could find was a hindu surgeon named sushrata who reconstructed a nose using a piece of cheek so a lot of people consider him as like the father of surgery Um, he developed techniques for repair of torn earlobes cleft lips and skin grafting um yeah which is kind of insane damn we don't really know when he was born but like mid-century 600 bc around then dude that is crazy and then by a thousand a.d rhinoplasty is common due to the common practice of cutting off ears or noses of the enemies so it's not like fix me i want to look pretty it's like you your whole nose is gone so like let's try to like patch that up yeah yeah (laughs) bitches were cutting off your nose can you imagine yeah for all the complaints of the times we live in now like the dark ages dark 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 Dark. dark, and that was like at the time where they'd just be like put this ruler in your mouth like Mm -hmm. bite on this branch literally (laughs) (laughs) um so in the 16th century gaspare tagliacozzi is an italian and he's also considered the father (laughs) no (laughs) no you're joking you're lying 
he's also considered the father of plastic surgery and he reconstructed noses that were cut off in duels using flaps of the upper arm skin so now we're grafting not from the face i'm like why would you you have the whole body to pick from the skin like why would you pick the cheek you know if you're doing a nose job like they didn't really have mirrors back then so true they're not i mean they have lakes yeah puddles were those the only mirrors like literally for so long i don't know when mirrors came into play maybe when glass i don't even know how mirrors are made don't ask me (laughs) anyway um gaspare tagliacozzi also helped with a technique to um do nose jobs on noses that were affected by congenital syphilis so this is a really common beginning of the nose job is they call it saddle nose it's when the nose is depressed a lot it looks like you kind of pushed it in and that's due to congenital syphilis the term plastic surgery is coined in 1798 by pierre de salt from the greek word plastikos that means fit for molding in the 19th century we develop anesthesia <laughs> so people actually get to you know go Whoa, to sleep when the they do yeah. and antiseptics holla so you don't get infected afterwards Stunning. and that makes plastic surgery safer less painful techniques are improving mm-hmm. we're getting there skills develop in world war one and world war two that were applied to victims of birth defects automobile accidents and industrial accidents so Ooh. there are so many more like like they're running the mills they're getting their arms chopped yeah, off yeah, like yeah. we're driving cars like a lot little timmy people. got his leg stuck yeah. in a combine harvester yeah little timmy <laughs> needs rhinoplasty now <laughs> so oh yeah. my god wait when we were like 14 they took us on a trip to belgium to like see the trenches oh, of the first oh world god. war were they still there yeah yeah they no have way. like yeah they have trenches they have all the like graves and stuff that's crazy um like the battle of the somme and stuff they it was like a whole history trip but i remember we were in this like museum walking around and they had all these photos and it was it was like one of those things on instagram where it's like tap to reveal like this is a graphic image but it was a book full of pictures of like people with their like like deformities from the war and then the plastic surgery that like followed yeah it was crazy it was a bit dark yeah i saw a couple of those photos anyway i mean it's kind of crazy to think that like even at the time though they were so grateful for that surgery like i look at what they did now and i'm like oh you still look really bad but like they were happy but they they were were, yeah yeah somewhat of a face you know so the eugenics movement happens <laughs> post-World War II. Oh, yeah. Movies and TV bring on the rise of cosmetic surgery. So now people mm. are trying to change the way they look just because they can and they want to. <sighs> Some firsts. Let's mm-hmm. go over. These are fun. So in the late 1800s to the 1950s, breast augmentation was you. They did that by injecting petroleum jelly, beeswax, epoxy resin, shellac. Not the epoxy. Right <gasps> into the titty, dude. Like, like right into the fatty tissue. Oh. They just, yeah. Oh. Yeah. 1923, the first modern rhinoplasty happens. In the early 1900s, breast reduction was actually more common because large breasts were associated as like looking less white. And also the flapper era was like 
small chested yeah, yeah, ladies yeah. like you're lo- you want that small that chest. was like the first iteration of heroin chic yes literally yeah. literally so for a while breast reductions were actually more common mm-hmm. 1931 the first public facelift oh 1950s we now have hair transplants 1950s also we see eyelid surgery in korea becomes oh, huge yeah. korea i think now is like the most popular a big capital yeah a big capital um 1960s we finally get saline and silicon breast augmentation so they made it illegal for you to actually just inject it right Oof. into the teat 1960s is also when we see the bbl form by evo pitan guy i totally botched that oh name, yeah i have a bit about yeah him okay well. cool yeah. 1970s we see liposuction um which was created by an italian named giorgio fisher and then also in the 1960s, also in the <laughs> 1970s, <laughs> Freudian slip, we have the first penile augmentation, which I didn't, I actually like never followed up on that. I just put it in the slide. But like, I don't, is that a thing? Like, like penis peni- enlargement Because I feel like that's not common. And also, how would you do that? I don't know. Oh, it's making me feel Listeners, sick. Please let us know. Email us. Please do let Pen- us know. Do you know. know anyone with a penile augmentation? Yeah. Let me know. And then the early 2000s, we see the first face transplants, although that's less cosmetic. Uh-huh. That's modern. So we're going back in history okay. now. All right. So I wanted to just cover a couple of like actual people who kind of exemplify some of the horrors of plastic surgery or like just botched, you know, not yeah. not horrible, but like just some fun little tales so do you know who fanny bryce is is she an actress comedian a vaudeville comedian oh, born okay. in 1891 do you know funny girl yes that's who it's based yes, off yeah, of. yeah. yeah. Funny. so fania borak aka fanny bryce she's an american born in 1891 in new york she's born to a jewish hungarian mother and a french german father who are both immigrants she had a well-known Yiddish accent that she had in her routines. She was best known as the creator and star of top-rated comedy show, The Baby Snooks Show. Oh. It was a radio show where she just, like, plays a baby. Oh. I listened to some of it. It was weird. But I guess people loved it. Um, she decided later in her career she wanted to be taken seriously, and she had a, quite a big nose, and she didn't want that to be, like, the gag. So she's decided to have her nose altered by Dr. Henry Shireshin. <laughs> he, di- he was a self-styled plastic surgery with no medical degree. Oh, and, and no. a practice that was littered with lawsuits. <laughs> the cowboy doctor. Mm-hmm. Okay. On August 13th, 1923, the New York Times reported Fanny Bryce's nose to be scaled down as if it's a bridge or something i don't know (laughs) the operation took place in the star's ritz carlton apartment in atlantis in atlantic city despite before and after photos which were retouched by the plastic surgeon to show an attractive result the operation did not give the improvement that bryce had (gasps) hoped for um and her career didn't really like flourish after because as as she thought it would Six years later, Bryce files for divorce from her husband, Nikki Arnstein, and according to a brief by Bryce's lawyer, 
Arnstein was so uncomfortable with his wife's new beauty, he sought the company of less attractive women. A divorce was eventually granted. Um, okay, King. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, King. (laughs) He's like, yeah, she's just too beautiful. What? Yeah. I've never Nowadays, the story of her nose job is kind of reflected on... She was one of many Jewish entertainers who was pressured to change her nose because it would make her look more white and pretty um a new york writer and comedian of the day dorothy parker put it as she cut off her nose to spite her race which Mm. apparently it's it's when you say you cut off your nose to spite your face that's a that's a a phrase so i guess she was you know playing anyway mary pickford she was also she's kind of a famous botch she was a canadian-born hollywood film actress she's born in 1892 she starred in many silent films went on to be i'm sorry literally the winds of time have arrived in los angeles are those seriously the winds it's the winds did you not hear the high winds last night no dude the high winds have been popping off it like makes the whole building creak. Anyway, my my guest house is so. Anyway, um, Mary Pickford becomes a major star. She's one of the early Hollywood film actresses. Mm-hmm. She got a facelift in the 1930s at a pretty young age Ooh. that left her unable to smile or make facial expressions. Oh no! Uh, luckily, Mary. The silent, luckily, silent films became obsolete after that, so she didn't use need to use her face as much. Um, to express but like still as an actress you you need that dog she went on though to to have a successful career she slayed she slayed lived a long life i mean she was a reagan supporter but like oh anyway (laughs) (laughs) now on to the las vegas showgirls of the 1950s the showgirls in vegas frequently got silicon injected straight into the fatty tissue of their boobs this left them with horrible inflammatory reactions years later one choreographer describes the bubbles would start three years later tearing apart their boobs it was terrible oh the state of nevada stepped in after this to ban liquid silicon injections so that's the reason why whoa the one and only time the state of nevada has ever stepped in literally (laughs) oh my god horror show that's horrible anyway now on to the final segment this is my story that i found okay this is it's the story of gladys deacon Gladys Deacon is born in Paris in 1881 to rich American parents living in Paris. Her father, Edward Deacon, he's also Paris-born, but he's an heir from a Boston family. And her mother, Florence Deacon, is a daughter of a U.S. admiral. Gladys has three younger sisters and a younger brother who died when he was a baby. And one of her younger sisters also dies as a teenager of heart disease. The family lived in Paris and they traveled about Europe. Gladys's mom, Florence, was well-connected. She had an active social life and she had friends such as Bernard Bernson. He comes in later to this story. An American art historian. Auguste Rodin, a French sculptor. Oh, Rodin. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Robert de Montesquieu, something like that. 
French mm-hmm. painter, poet, and art collector. <laughs> she was a well-connected biatch. Wait, what was that? D- Robert de Montesquieu. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> okay, it's yeah, like I don't know. Four vowels all together, Amazing. so I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah. Um, Florence is well known for her beauty, actually, across oh. Europe. Gladys's mom across Europe. Yeah, she's this bitch is like she's also a she, socialite. She's yeah. serving cunt. She's serving cunt across Europe. She was married off to Edward when she was sixteen, and Edward was thirty-five. Okay, so it wasn't a great marriage. That's Do you want to see some large. photos? Sorry, I that took me a second to process. She yeah, was yeah. sixteen. She was sixteen, and he was thirty-five when they got married. This is Florence. Whoa. Florence with Gladys. Here's Gladys with her beautiful blue eyes, which become famous later on. Oh. And that's the only photo I could find of Edward. Wait. This is a story about Gladys, but I'm giving Gladys. you some background so this about is Gladys's her parents. mom, Florence. Yeah. Is the, that Gladys bottom left? Yeah, this is Gladys bottom left okay. as a kid. Nice. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Unfortunately, Gladys's childhood is tarnished by scandal. Oh. Her parents had an unhappy marriage and Florence took a lover, Emile Abiel. When Gladys. <laughs> as she just should. Yeah, as she married fucking off at should. 16. Yeah. She's like, Horrendous. Time for me to take a lover. Yeah. When Gladys is 10 in 1891, Edward discovers that Florence has been cheating on him with a Frenchman. He pursues them through France and finds Emile and Florence at the Hotel Splendide at Cannes on a romantic weekend away. Edward breaks down the door, shoots Emile several times, (gasps) and Emile dies overnight in a hospital. (gasps) Edward surrenders to the police and is released on 10,000 francs of bail. He's sentenced to one year in prison for manslaughter. Apparently, the French were very, very... um, sympathetic to crimes of passion back in the day so yeah after he gets <laughs> released oh my god murdered in cold blood literally yeah. one year <laughs> what a slap on the wrist um after the shooting gladys is sent to a school at the convent de l'assomption at atuel in paris okay While so her- all i'm thinking is like the convent. movie madeleine Oh, is that where she is? No, I'm just like, that's what I'm picturing. That's kind of what I'm picturing too. I know that movie. Okay, so she's basically at this convent in Paris while her father is in jail. Mm -hmm. One year later, after Edward's released from a very cushy prison, he's pardoned by the French president. Oh. And he travels to take custody of Gladys, only to find that Florence has already abducted Gladys from the convent. Abducted? That's her daughter. They keep saying abducted, and I'm like, I don't know about that. But that's her mom. Yeah, literally. Okay. Edward divorces Florence in 1893, takes her to court, gaining custody. He gains custody <gasps> of the three older kids because one of the girls hasn't died yet. While Florence gets to keep their two-year-old baby. Okay. Edward immediately takes the three girls, including Gladys, to the U.S., where Gladys remains for the next three years. She's around 12, 13 at this point. Okay. During Gladys's teenage years, she's crisscrossing the continent back and forth. Because remember, her parents are still rich. Like, her mom's a socialite. Oh, so she can... Yeah. She like, can do the brute. Yeah. Her childhood is very much tarnished by this scandal, but she's still, you know, living well. She, she is like a 10-year-old being like, I'm yeah. so embarrassed. Like, yeah. my parents are being I mean, so messy. Literally. Dude, messy. to be fair, like, he did shoot someone yeah. and kill them. 
yeah okay anyway she's mingling with royals and artists she's constantly being pushed forward by her mom who's quite a social climber during her teen years gladys becomes obsessed with this railroad heiress called consuelo vanderbilt she's engaged to the duke of marlborough so she be she reads about them and becomes obsessed in letters to her mom she declared that she would one day catch herself a duke quote i am too young though mature in the arts of woman's witchcraft she proclaimed (laughs) so she's like trying to fuck the duke from a young age but the duke is engaged he's engaged to this vanderbilt to, to consuelo vanderbilt okay Gladys finally gets a chance to meet them during a visit to London with her well-connected mother. Mm-hmm. Both Consuelo and the Duke were very impressed by Gladys's wit, beauty, and charm. And Consuelo's only four years older than Gladys. Okay. In 1896, back in Boston, Edward Deacon is losing his grip on reality. 15-year-old Gladys returns to France with her sisters to live with her mom. Okay. He's declining in Boston alone. The next year. Relatable. Yeah, rela- <laughs> so relatable. He's declining in Boston. <laughs> On his own. <laughs> okay. Ben there, Edward. Ben The next year, Consuelo and the Duke invite Gladys back to come briefly stay with them at mm-hmm. the Blenheim ha- Palace. Blenheim Palace. Yeah. That's, that's where Winston Churchill Yeah, lived. so... um something i forgot to mention the duke of marlborough is winston churchill's cousin and close friend so understanding so gladys stays with them at blenheim palace because consuelo just had a baby and she could use some company so she visits there for a brief time consuelo reportedly wrote of gladys she is a beautiful girl endowed with a bright intellect possessed of exceptional powers of conversation i was soon subjugated by the charm of companionship and we began a friendship I'm sensing some lesbian suppression love. throughout this friendship. I mean, not loving the suppression, but like yeah. loving that that's I'm sensing Consuelo is charmed. Moment. Meanwhile, back in the States, Edward, Edward's condition worsens. He's hospitalized at McLean <laughs> Hospital. Okay. I interviewed there one time. Huh? He dies of 19, in 1901 of syphilis. Gladys is now 20 years old. And that inheritance just dropped. <gasps> so Gladys is now rich in Gladys her own right. A, she has a girl money. about the world. She's, she's rid of her dad. She's 20 years old. <laughs> Set the yes. scene. Here are some pictures of Gladys. Okay. In her um in her prime. She's gorgeous. She's Stunning. a beautiful woman. She's so fit. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she's got her little spaniels too. Yeah um okay so enter her socialite era with her education over gladys begins to quote blaze through europe like a brilliant meteor of beauty intelligence and wit she's living a bohemian lifestyle in paris she's partying she's drinking she's fucking She's well-known for her beauty. At 20, she poses for Giovanni Boldini, a well-known Italian painter who also painted Consuelo Vanderbilt and also painted Florence, her mom. And I have pictures of all three because I think they're beautiful. (gasps) This is Gladys. Okay. Florence, her mother. And that's Consuelo with her child. They're so beautiful. Yeah. And looking at these stunning like, sketches slash paintings of... Very flowy. Very ethereal, flowy, renaissance-looking women. Yeah. Beautiful. We will share these. 
We will. Yeah, Boldini was enchanted. Enchanted. They became friends. Charmed, I'm sure. Yeah, charmed, charmed. That's going to come up a lot. However, her family's scandalous history was sometimes a barrier to social events. She was also said to behave unconventionally sometime. One book notes that Lady Desborough described her as, quote, horrible and hideous American girl with a twang like a banjo. Despite the haters, she persisted due to her stunning looks. She had affairs with royals, once claiming she slept with every prime minister in Europe and many kings. (laughs) Um, Marcel Proust, a French novelist, wrote of her, I never saw a girl with such beauty, such magnificent intelligence, such goodness and charm. She was the moment. She was like literally the it girl wow the original it girl. The original it girl 1902 she's staying at the blenheim again is that you say blenheim blenheim, blenheim, blenheim. Yeah. um and another house guest the crown prince of prussia visits the palace and takes a strong liking to her oh. he gives her a ring that the kaiser later demands that she return oh. and she rebukes him uh, she only has eyes for the Duke still. Oh. Like, she's, she's friends with Consuelo, but, like, she's, <gasps> like, she's enchanted by the Duke. Like, he's older than her, but, like, she's... I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, the story of the lovesick prince eventually leaks, making Gladys world famous. So now everyone is, is in the know. They know that, that the crown prince of Prussia, like, offered her this ring and... Oh, and she the said Kaiser no. was like, you can't do that. Anyway, she's now world famous. A manufacturer even produced a cardboard doll with clothes that slotted onto it called Miss Deacon. In the Whoa. following years, Consuelo became one of Gladys's closest friends, writing lover-like letters in which she cooed, quote, I have never cared for any woman like you. Whoa. Gladys is again invited to stay at the Blenheim Palace once more, this time for six months. So they're like, come on, why don't you move in? Pack your bags. Soon after moving into the palace, she begins an affair with the Duke (gasps) that lasts 20 years. She's making her dreams come true. Consuelo and Duke are widely known to be in a a loveless and arranged marriage. It's one of those popular marriages um back in the gilded age where an american woman with a lot of money would marry would or be married off usually yeah. to r- some form of royalty in england so she right. gets the title he gets the money and she's a vanderbilt she, so he gets a lot, lot of, of money. money okay um now for the botch okay it is now 1903 at 22, Gladys is in her prime, facially, mm-hmm. and reportedly spends many hours in her room just looking at herself. Right, However, so she's, yeah. Carly Simon, you're so vain. Yeah, literally. Yeah. She's, she has it all. She's loving. She's looking in the mirror saying, Je love. <laughs> However, she's not. She feels flawed by a small depression in her nose, oh. which she describes as a kink. She sought to achieve the perfect Grecian profile by straightening it with surgery, which is so odd to me because she literally had one of those swoop noses that everybody wants right. now. Yeah. And she was like, no, make it straighter because I guess that was like the oh, thing it was in like the day. to be really, you, you look really clever. You wanted to look like a statue and, or something, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so she, she travels to Paris at 22 for this revolutionary new plastic surgery treatment. Her nose is injected with paraffin wax. 
in an attempt to fix the kink. Unfortunately, days later, the wax slips underneath the skin and settles in her chin, causing blotchy skin, unsightly lumps, and a double chin. Everyone in society gossips about this change, and she's devastated. Apparently, she orders all mirrors to be removed from her rooms. It's said that when visitors came, she would massage the wax by the fireplace to melt it, and mold it back into the bridge of her nose and this was really confusing for me when i was researching her because there are photos of her that are just stunning and it looks like she's past the age of 22 like this is post-surgery yeah and i was very confused because there was another report that she got this surgery done when she was 30 but the most reliable reports are saying when she was 22 and there aren't that many photos of her so it's hard to tell like but you can see in much later photos, like, you can see, Whoa. like, the lumps. You can tell. Yeah. So I'm sure that, like, maybe for some of those portraits, she had, like, freshly... Freshly massaged know, it. Massaged it back. I, I, there's not really any telling, like, how easy it was for her to, like, you know, change for the photos. Damn. Uh, yeah. But, however, the botched surgery didn't completely ruin Gladys's charm. Men still swooned over her. She continued to mingle. Okay. You know. Meanwhile, Consuelo is having an affair with multiple other men, including the Duke's cousin. Oh. She eventually leaves the Duke in 1906, a couple years after this surgery. Right. Okay. Um, but she doesn't grant him a divorce until years later in 1921 when she finds another guy to marry. Oh. Um, a fun thing about Consuelo is she was actually secretly engaged when she was married off oh. to the duke Damn. like she literally never wanted anything to do with him oh. but she was like forced into it right so one year later after the duke finally divorces consuelo gladys and the duke are married right in paris gladys is now 40 years old yeah and she becomes the new duchess of marlborough between when she was 22 and she had the surgery and when she was 40 and she finally married him they were she was basically like continuing to travel i'm assuming she was sleeping with other men too but like they had an on and off intermittent affair like whenever they saw each other i think they were you know affairing okay so she's 40 she's married you can see in photos when she's wed you can see that she's now like The wax has really settled, like it's looking lumpy. Gladys is apparently artistic and a keen gardener. She has these enlarged images of her blue eyes. Have you been to Blenheim Palace? No, but you can can visit. Yeah, there are these, she has her eyes basically painted on, I think it's the um, ceiling of the palace. And there's, it's still there today because she was known for her like stunning blue eyes. So, she decorates the palace with statues too she has a statue done of her Hmm. however gladys doesn't fit in very well in the palace she's not well liked she soon learns that her husband is a snob and a bore so the marriage doesn't do super well as she ages she sequesters herself in her room she resists her husband's invitations to socialize she does take up a new hobby of breeding mini spaniels oh. much to the duke's displeasure new <laughs> hobby like, like mini yeah literally <laughs> breeding the duke is like hate this <laughs> uh, get one, your nasty little dogs out of here 
One night at dinner, the Duke was talking to guests about his political views. From the other end of the table, Gladys reportedly shouted, quote, shut up. You know nothing about politics. I've slept with every prime minister in Europe <laughs> and most kings. You are not qualified to speak. Oh! Anyway, her marriage dissolves. It's loveless. It's childless. Three oh miscarriages. Oh. She resorts to keeping a revolver in her bedroom to prevent Duke's entry. Whoa. In 1931, she allegedly produces said revolver at a dinner party with guests, threatening to shoot the Duke in front of them. Gladys's behavior Gladys becomes is in her messy era. increasingly erratic oh. following Duke's conversion to Roman Catholicism. So it's just in the shitter. Um, Duke fires Gladys's servants eventually, and he moves out of the palace. Okay. Two years later, he evicts Gladys from the palace, takes her possessions away, um, and she moves into a London flat owned by the Duke until he cuts off the utilities, and then she has to move to her own place. Damn. He dies in 1934 before a divorce settlement could be reached. Gladys is now 53 years old. Damn entering her witch era although here are some photos this is actually like a stunning photo in my mind here on the right this is a self-portrait of her i think it's like a mirror selfie yeah she's wearing the (gasps) russian crown jewels i believe like a tiara that's like royalty she looks so she's looking amazing but if you can see you can kind of see a little bit of the wax it's not like that bad bad, and then here is um a photo of her possessions being taken away in a van at the Blenheim Palace it says in her handwriting goodbye to all that (laughs) (laughs) anyway so entering the end of the story Gladys moves with her dogs to Oxfordshire and later to Grange Farm at Chacombe which is in France okay she brings the Boldini portrait and her huge book collection and all of her dogs she begins to retreat eventually becomes a nocturnal recluse surrounded by her animals Hmm. her only visitor is her loyal polish servant who comes once a day she apparently lowers a key from a second story to let him in so she's like real oh she's recluse occasionally she goes on night walks she reportedly has no teeth matted hair and wore old wellington boots with studded patches neighborhood boys thought she was a witch and threw rocks at her home in 1962 gladys is 80 years old and she's becoming mentally ill just like her father she's behaving erratically causing disturbances in her neighborhood and her nephews have her forcibly moved to saint andrew's hospital she literally has to be carried out of her home oh she tries to escape the hospital multiple times pop off in the last two years of her life she's visited by a young man named hugo victor a young journalist and writer who is fascinated by her story He visits her 65 times over the last two years of her life. And he later um, writes a book about her, which he released recently. It's called The Sphinx. And this is where I got a lot of my information. So he's like, I owe this whole story to to Hugo Victor. He also has an Instagram account that he runs that's like rife with photos of her that I couldn't find online. Like it's a gold mine. He's tapped into the archives. Anyway... 
Um, she dies in her sleep in 1977, age 96. She's buried in Shakom by her farmhouse, and her grave has a blue eye engraved oh. in it, just like the one that is engraved at Blenheim Palace. Yeah. So that is the riveting tale of Queen Gladys Deacon, Gladys. socialite, and I guess she's a lady or whatever, a yeah, duchess. A duchess. Yeah. Wow. Queen Queen. Oh my god. Anyway. That was crazy. That was a tale to behold. Thank you. <laughs> I kind of love her like legendary blue eyes. Yeah. And, like, her beauty through Europe. Um mm. yeah. I love a socialite. I love a like old socialite. Mm. Cause like women didn't have a ton of power. Like she her looks were her her ticket and she really used them and Yeah. And then she she got so obsessed with her looks that she was like just one tweak just a little yeah. tweak and it it ended up being her her mental the and downfall. physical downfall there we go a warning tale for all yeah seriously paraffin wax you're not even supposed to use a paraffin wax candle anymore because no, like, i know it like is carcinogens or something yeah. like imagine that just floating around in, in your, your face, face. And being able to melt it oh god Ooh. oh god <laughs> yeah no okay are you ready to <laughs> are you ready to learn about the horrors of today i am so ready i have my tea i'm gonna try not to slurp it maybe just wait till it's a good temperature yeah i'm gonna do that yeah <laughs> since this is an audio format so <laughs> since this is all we have since this is all we've got to work with okay um okay give it to me give it to me okay here's the landscape so i'm gonna start with a quote by dolly parton because i just think it's really yes. fucking funny um she told the guardian if something is bagging sagging or dragging i'll tuck it suck it or pluck it <laughs> <laughs> when she was asked whether her breasts were real on a cbs segment she replied with a laugh they're real expensive they're real big <laughs> <laughs> i love um yeah so a bit of a ledge yeah um so according to an allure article that is called plastic surgery trends of 2022 in 2020 facial augmentation was the biggest plastic yeah. surgery trend interesting so, i'm not that surprised though yeah we're and we are talking like purely about cosmetic surgery here yeah namely rhinoplasty was like the heavy hitter in 2020 really yes usually breast augmentation has always kind of been king over the last decade the, the old boob the job. old boob job just always wins interesting so despite the national pause on procedures in 2020 for obvious reasons oh, covid true. three of the top five most performed surgeries were on the face according to the american society of plastic surgeons they're gonna come up yeah interesting okay. also ear pinning is on the rise i do wait i take it back i do know do you know someone who has i have ear i do know a girl i mean she's not like my friend but like we were friends in yeah, high school yeah. whatever acquaintances and she was like new in school whatever popular freshman year yeah and like she was beautiful she had ears and then she like went away for a couple weeks and she came back and her ears were pinned back, pinned back. yeah damn yeah that was like the the goss yeah. for a little bit also i found this weird article 
about Grimes potentially getting elf ear surgery. Oh, I'm all in for yeah. elf ears. But it's actually kind of a dangerous surgery and mm. I couldn't find any evidence of her actually having got it. She yeah. just... Like, I mean, I feel like we would know. We would know, right? A standout trend though now is ultra customized surgery. So mm. multiple smaller procedures done at once for a total rejuve of the bod. That kind of makes sense because like, oh, I want the fox eye and then I want like a little bit on my nose yeah. and then a lip filler, yeah. you know. It's like one fell swoop, get yeah. it all done. Hmm. Um, famously though, this can be kind of dangerous to put your body through so many procedures at once. It's like your body's taking on like a lot of physical trauma from these yeah, like, Jesus. surgeries. Um, famously, Kanye West's mum, Donda, got a tummy tuck and a breast augmentation simultaneously and then died couple of days later yes that was a huge yeah huge thing for um so i found this like intense article called the inaugural asps american society for plastic surgeons insights and trends report cosmetic surgery 2022 and it's a basically a report that reflects all the feedback from all of the plastic surgeons that are a part of the society okay it says since the pandemic, plastic surgeons have seen unprecedented demand for cosmetic procedures. More than 76% of respondents report seeing increased demand compared to pre-pandemic levels. Nearly a quarter of aesthetic-focused practices report their business has doubled, and 6% report a dramatic increase of more than double their volume in the past year. Remote work makes recovery less burdensome. And also the shifting attitudes towards doing things like for yourself in the moment to improve your own life. Self-care means that people are no longer postponing their interventions. I I wonder, is it also cheaper? Uh, No, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, So people cited wanting to feel refreshed to look younger after aging from the pandemic stress mm. they noticed things about their body after being inside for so long that they want to change um they want to improve their self-esteem and then this is the kicker this is the really dark thing mm-hmm. that i think is personally a bit disturbing people noticed the things that they wanted to improve about their appearance on zoom calls it's called the zoom boom in plastic surgery Basically, there's this massive demand for cosmetic surgery from patients who are tired of looking at their oh videos my God. on like. Zoom. Have you ever switched it to "Don't mirror my image"? Oh no! It's so distracting. Is it weird? It's literally like if you want to hate yourself immediately, <laughs> put oh, on the non-mirror. Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, I wonder if the rise of like filters like super easy the cat eye filter whatever on tiktok especially i could totally see that yes contributing Uh, some plastic surgeons actually report like people coming in with photos of them with a filter on and going like please make me look like this oh my god that's yeah wow wow so the top cosmetic procedures patients are seeking in 2021 and 22 are number one liposuction these are the surgical ones by the way sorry should have said that oh okay um like liposuction yeah. facelift okay number three breast augmentation number four tummy tuck and number five breast lift breast lift yes then the top five minimally invasive cosmetic mm-hmm. procedures are number one botox okay number two soft tissue fillers i thought 
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah face fillers, fillers. fillers, yeah. Number Chew. three is non-invasive fat reduction. So that's like Bucal. cool sculpting and all sorts of Bucal? things. Not buccal. Okay. That's invasive. Oh, AF. Okay. okay. We'll get into that. <laughs> um, non-surgical skin tightening and skincare and treatments. So when we say minimally invasive, often those are being carried out in med spas, which is not the same as like a cosmetic surgeon's office. So a med spa is licensed to do things like laser hair removal, Botox injections, anything that isn't surgery, they're often performing okay. those. Okay. Um, then I discovered this horrible, disturbing procedure oh, called no. a mummy makeover. Oh, what? So <laughs> we are in the trenches the with this. Maker. This is jarring. Following childbirth, some women seem to return to their pre-baby bodies with Snap ease. Back. Snap back. <laughs> but for most women, this can be an impossible task. Body changes that result from pregnancy and or aging include skin stretching, abdominal muscle separation, stretch marks, sagging breasts, and many others. A mummy makeover is a combination of cosmetic procedures designed to reverse these effects and may include any of the following treatments. Liposuction, a tummy tuck, a breast lift, breast augmentation, so, you know, pump yeah. them up. Pump them up. <laughs> a thigh lift, which I'd never even Ooh, heard of. Oh, I hate lift, that. I hate that. A butt lift, a BBL, and a labiaplasty. So it's like you get a combo pack and they get in. Yeah. That sounds so dangerous. It's so dangerous. And it's like so fucked up that we put this like expectation on women, not only to be this caregiver to their newborn child, but to then like return to their pre-baby body as if they haven't been through one of the like most beautiful most natural things that you can do like with your body like what the fuck i saw this video of a woman being like imagine you're a cave woman you just got done being beaten over the head by your cave husband you've just birthed a child near-death experience and some woman from 2020 time travels back and says you ready to snap back snap back <laughs> what would you do <laughs> i always think about that like i don't know i'm like i'm just thinking of all the like all the mommy influencers or the celebrities mm. too who make such a big deal over like their pregnancy is really public yeah. and then everyone's waiting and watching for like the weeks following what does her body look like? Yeah. like thinking of tammy hembro who's oh. like a fit influencer sure, or whatever yeah and also mom of four so like she's done this multiple times yeah, yeah. like not only is it expensive too like like that's such a big financial burden yeah. that you're putting on yeah the woman as well i don't know it's all like this responsibility on the woman to like keep appearances up yeah it's just it's really sad wow okay continue some yeah. surgeries that are like popular now for men mm. um one of them is called a gynecomastia you can correct me if I'm wrong. This is a surgery that decreases a man's chest size and improves his ribcage. So it's like the male boob reduction. Well, how would you want to decrease your chest like size? Like some men have like Oh, if you boobs. have like man boobs and yeah. then you want pecs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, the old hairline surgery. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't care. If I was a man, I would be getting those plugs yeah. the second that's I the, bought that's, <laughs> I, that's the male BBL. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hair plug. <laughs> 
Honestly, I started reading about the hair plugs and the description of the procedure was so disgusting that I had to stop. It's so obvious it. to like oh, yeah. Elon. I think, do I think you know who Elon? Wayne Rooney is? Wayne Rooney? Yeah. No, I don't. He's a footballer and like he got a hair transplant and it was just so horrific. Like it's just so obvious. I personally think if you're a man and you're balding, just like go with it. I mean, I would either shave my head or go full plug. I'm not You're doing Hair Island. Plug? I'm not doing the little <laughs> ring of hair around. No shade to those who, no shade, I guess, no flourish shade. if you want yeah. to flourish. I wrote down a few procedures before I went into my research that I wanted to learn about because you hear all these buzzwords all the time and you're like what actually is that how much does it cost what actually happens Mm -hmm. I'm so curious so I went down a bit of a rabbit hole so fillers dermal fillers are gel-like substances that are injected beneath the skin to restore lost volume smooth lines and soften creases or enhance facial contours More than 1 million men and women annually choose this popular facial rejuvenation treatment. Seems low, actually. Which could be a cost-effective way to look younger without Mm. surgery or downtime. Do they dissolve eventually? Fillers do dissolve eventually. What do they dissolve to? So there's five different types of fillers. Okay, and do they like dissolve in different ways? Yes. Okay. The most popular one is the hyaluronic acid one. Oh, that's what they tell you to put on your face. Yes. So this is a natural component of your skin anyway and it's the most common filler used for wrinkles results typically last six to 12 months so yes it does dissolve oh that's actually a long time then so that's like if you've ever heard of juvederm that's yeah a filler and then there's this other one called calcium hydro calcium hydroxyl appetite which is used to contour the jaw and add volume in the cheeks mm. and Kylie Jenner. Yeah, like when you see people doing like facial contouring with fillers. Yeah. That lasts up to a year. Sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. Up to a year. Next is fat grafting, which you spoke out about a little bit. So this is when you take some fat from another part of your body via liposuction and then inject it into Just your like, cheek, your temple, your lips or forehead. I'm this, thinking of the tube and I'm thinking of the fat going up in the tube. Yeah, it's, it's disgusting. making me churn. Although I would probably elect for that. I feel like that's like, at least you're taking something from your body. You're just like rearranging. Yes. Right? The thing about getting a fat graft for filler is the effects can be permanent. Mm-hmm. So you have to like almost do it more than once because your body starts absorbing its own fat oh no and then does your face just get like pillowy Is no 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 face? it's just like the effect you want you might have to do the procedure more than once that's ironic it's it's permanent but then it's not yeah okay. then there's this other one called permanent soft tissue filler this is for to smooth deep wrinkles around the mouth um, your hmm. body cannot absorb this filler, so it doesn't have to be done again. Okay. And then there's another one called poly L lactic acid. Okay, so then I moved on to lip filler because I was like, what the yes, fuck is lip filler? I would love to know. Are there multiple different kinds? No. So lip fi- filler is usually the hyaluronic acid okay. filler. I wonder how it feels. Like, can, if you have fillers, can you write in? Let me know how it feels. Yeah. I'd actually, yeah, I'd be really curious to know what it feels like. Is it squishy? Does it feel like you? Yeah. This quote that I found about Kylie Jenner. Basically, all I cared about was like how Kylie Jenner Jenner 
change lip filler because you know what filler is now so it's basically just doing the same thing to your lips yeah okay in perhaps one of the biggest culture shifting discussions on injectables in 2016 kylie jenner revealed on her app that she had gotten lip injections quote as of now i only have lip fillers but i'm also someone who says never say never if down the line i get to a point where i'm really uncomfortable with something on my body I'm not against changing it. So she's basically endorsing plastic surgery. She's yeah, wait, like, she revealed it on her app? Apparently. That's, I forgot when they had random. apps, like the, the Kim app. But I do remember when she got them and everyone was like, she got lip fillers and she's she like, wouldn't say. I'm overlining, she I'm just say, overlining. Yeah. Oh, girl. <laughs> yeah. Fillers and Botox are kind of in the same family of like non-invasive stuff, but mm-hmm. Botox has been around for much longer. Yeah. Um, Botox is costs around like $200 also fillers like they're in that sort of same range mm-hmm. $200 $400 that's actually not that bad all kind of under a thousand I literally spent that much at Vons the other day well grocery shopping so um they are used primarily to reduce wrinkles in the face because they like prevent your muscles from moving botox is actually a name brand for um a toxin called botulinum toxin a this is a toxin that is produced by the microbe that causes botulism a type of food poisoning so this toxin they inject it they do it for like all sorts of stuff it can be used to treat neck spasms excessive sweating hyperhidrosis Damn. overactive bladder lazy eye oh i want the overactive bladder one there you go <laughs> botox injections block certain chemical signals from nerves mostly signals that cause muscles to contract okay makes sense on a facial level yeah yeah so people often use botox to do the 11 lines between their the, eyebrows i'm looking at them right now and i'm I love them. I'm telling that to myself. Oh, good. No, I just... Botox. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> um, but there's like a whole host of things that they're used... That it's used for. And Botox is known as like the more tried and tested than Well, people fillers. say you should get it when you're young. So it prevents you from even getting wrinkles in the first place. That's like, what that girl that from dark? high school who got lip fillers when, <laughs> when she was 16 kept saying. But, but that doesn't... But, lip fillers isn't... I've heard all sorts of things. Personally, I will not be putting any needles in my face until I'm 30. <laughs> yeah. I just think if, it's a little... If at all. If at all. Yeah, the reasoning doesn't... Like, I guess, but... I think whatever. you should, like, enjoy your face and the facial movements of it. I also, like, love people in their, like, 40s and 50s who, like, have smile lines. That's, like, hot and cool. Yeah. I'm like, oh, look, you smile. Yeah. Um, anyway... So next, the big buzzword, buccal fat removal. Yes, I would love to know. So this costs between five and $20,000. What? Yes, this is an invasive procedure. So the goal of buccal fat removal is to thin the cheeks, specifically in the area of the cheek hollows. Although a face that is naturally soft and filled out is considered youthful, some people find that their face feels too full even chubby a buccal fat removal removes the buccal fat pad which is right to the sides of your mouth basically the surgery requires an incision on the inside of the mouth on the inner portion of your cheek occasionally the buccal fat pad may be removed during a facelift and not necessitate an incision in the mouth but it is a very um 
invasive Ooh. thing in her mouth to get done. Yeah, yeah. got to get in there somehow. Yeah. Ellen Gendler, a cosmetic dermatologist who's based in New York, told mm -hmm. CNN she has seen an increase in patients asking about buccal fat removal recently. She said, while it might look flattering at first, as the patient ages and naturally loses volume in their face, the lack of buccal fat may make them appear gaunt and older. Mm -hmm. Once your buccal fat is gone, there is no way to get it back. Wait, so you can't just put it back in? No, I although guess cosmetic fillers. fillers and fat injections might be used to replicate the look of buccal fat, she says, when you take out an underlying structure in a permanent procedure and you age around it, you don't know how it's going to look. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So basically don't get buccal fat mm. removal because it's really expensive and dumb. Next, we're going to move on to BBL yes, and cool scalp. Yes. So what is a BBL? It's an augmentation of the buttock region using a patient's own fat tissue. Using liposuction to remove fat from your stomach area and to inject it into Oh, yeah, they do take it ass. from your stomach area. Yes. Yeah, from that middle portion to yes. give you the itty-bitty waist. They're doing the two-in-one. Yes. So Genius. I'm sure you've heard about like how dangerous a BBL I can have, be. I have, I have. Because it uses this technique called an autologous fat transfer or a fat graft, mm -hmm. the risk of a BBL is that when they inject the fat into your butt, the danger of injecting the fat into a vein is really high. And if they inject fat into a vein, there's like huge arteries in your bum. Oh, you can just... you can have a major uh, embolism. So, <laughs> so this is a huge issue because people go and get these like cheap BBLs yeah. and they can be insanely dangerous. A safe BBL procedure performed by a board certified plastic surgeon could cost you anywhere from $12,000 to $18,000. A bargain BBL is a butt Ooh. augmentation procedure that costs dramatically less than a typical safe bbl so there was this like huge survey done and this shocking result came out data showed that it looked like the death rate was one in three thousand which is extremely high really? of a mortality rate for plastic surgery it's, that does make it's so yeah. high when you have a bbl you have to wear a compression garment for at least a month yeah also, and you really can't, you can't like not sit, sit? you, you can't totally sit. immobilize and the reason you can't sit is because they've injected fat into your bum they don't want they want it to like stay jiggling around they don't want you to like compress yeah, it compre into, then it'll look then it all your body will like absorb it more oh. i guess um, and sometimes people have to get them done more than once because like, again, because it's your own fat, your body absorbs it. Can you imagine having to keep like, oh, something went wrong. Like I, the dentist is hard enough for me. Like imagine having to go back for a BBL. I know, I know, it's insane. I found this really good article on Vox by Rebecca Jennings and I just had some really good quotes from it. So she's talking about like the way that white people like adopt ethnic features yeah. and how the BBL is kind of synonymous with that. Mm -hmm. Until the last decade or so, the BBL, 
the b-ball <laughs> the bbl was not common practice in the u.s its origins as its name suggests are in brazil where cosmetic surgery has a storied background largely due to the country's history of eugenics hmm. in 1918 dr renato kell founded the eugenics society of sao paulo which aimed to erase all signs of black and indigenous physical appearance in oh. brazil oh yeah that's like most a lot of your population yeah looks like that says so well, okay yeah in 1960 a surgeon named ivo Pin- pitangai how did you say it oh yeah yeah it's your guy <laughs> i also don't know how to say it so ivo pitangai founded the world's first plastic surgery training center in brazil where he pioneered what became to be known as the brazilian butt lift and he taught surgeons all over the globe how to perform his techniques. Okay. The practice traveled north and pop culture began to shed its preference for tits on mm-hmm. a stick silhouette. Yeah. That's a quote from this article. Tits on a quote, stick. Quote, tits on a stick, unquote. So true. Um, and it started, like pop culture started to revere stars like Jennifer Lopez, Nicki Minaj. And so as the mainstream media is like incorporating the beauty standards of black and Latinx cultures, Mm -hmm. big butts basically are sexy in their eyes. Yeah. (laughs) There's this idealization that goes along with it that white women who have these standards like the big butt allow them to like profit off of the bodies and the fashion of black and Latino women when um Blake Lively posted on her Instagram her I think it was like at some awards event it was a back a backside photo of her giant Mm. booty and she captioned it LA face with an Oakland booty oh and she got uh (laughs) yeah got yelled at damn I think she took it down yeah So obviously this is problematic because the fashion industry has like historically critiqued like those features in black and Latino women. Growing up, I feel like growing up, it was common for people to be like, does my butt look big in this? Yeah. But then like, as we like turned like 13 or so, Mm -hmm. it became like big butts were good. So I was always confused. Like, why people would say does my butt look bit like i feel like we witnessed the change from i need a tiny butt to i need a huge butt big time it's kind of easy to see how the media only like celebrates big butts when it's more financially beneficial so true rebecca says quote following the chain of cultural appropriation that has led to this point is bewildering the notion of the idealized brazilian bottom which some rich white brazilian women disdain because because of its stereotypical associations with biracial women Hmm. has become the desired shape among certain white women in the u.s and europe who are in turn emulating a body shape artificially constructed and popularized by an armenian american woman who is often accused of appropriating a black aesthetic so it's basically talking about kim kardashian this quote from a lady called alicia gaines who is a professor professor of english at florida state university quote you steal a version of what a black woman's body should be repackage it sell it to the masses and then if i'm black and i don't look like that that's a mind fuck. Yeah, totally, totally. Unquote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then she sort of goes on to speak about uh, how the plastic surgery industry will basically just follow any trend where they can go and make some money. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's actually an international BBL safety task force because no after the data that one in 3,000 people were dying after this surgery, That's they lot, set up this task force to ensure that safer mm -hmm. practices were being used. That's crazy. Because they were so popular, there were some like plastic surgeons who were doing like five or six BBL surgeries in a day, which is obviously not oh God. safe to be doing so much. And then, oh yeah, the male BBL the hairline transplant oh, costs yes. four to $17,000. Wow. Yeah. Then I did some, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole about cool sculpting. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Do you know what it is? I I feel like I've seen commercials for it on TV, but I don't really know. Is it like you're a filler in your body or something? No. I don't even know. So it's another one of those like quote unquote non-invasive uh procedures mm -hmm. it works by freezing fat cells killing them and breaking them down oh. so they guess like remove excess fat um you can just like freeze off from the, the outside yes cool sculpt but then i found this like super sad story about this model the super famous model from the 90s called linda evangelista i came across her too yes okay tell me so, though because I, I i purposely avoided it when she got her cool sculpting done she experienced this phenomenon called paradoxical adipose hyperplasia so what that means is when she had her cool sculpting done it like did the opposite of what she wanted and it left her kind of disfigured. Like did the fat cells like grew instead yeah. of freezing off or yeah. something? Yeah, so she's currently suing this company that does the cool sculpting, Zeltic, for $50 million. Ooh, she's getting her back. Yeah, so this is taken from her Instagram. She like put up, she broke her silence. Yeah, I remember that a couple years ago, right? Yeah, so quote, Today I took a big step towards righting a wrong that I have suffered and have kept to myself for over five years. To my followers who have wondered why I have not been working while my peers' careers have been thriving, the reason is that I was brutally disfigured by Zeltic's cool sculpting procedure, which did the opposite of what it promised. It increased, not decreased, my fat cells and left me permanently deformed even after undergoing two painful, unsuccessful corrective surgeries. Damn. I have been left, as the media described, unrecognizable. I have developed PAH, paradoxical adipose hyperplasia, mm -hmm. a risk of which I was not made aware of before I had the procedures. Whoa. It has not only destroyed my livelihood, it has sent me into a cycle of deep depression, profound sadness, and the low lowest depths of self-loathing wow in the process i have become a recluse with this lawsuit i am moving forward to rid myself of my shame and going public with my story wow yeah so the modern day gladys yeah she pretty much like they fucked her up and i think that's like reading about all of these procedures you start to realize quite how dangerous a lot of them are because i kind of you kind of I don't know, with all of the things that you hear, with all the treatments, you kind of think that the body is like a sim and you can just like, oh, well, if that doesn't work, then you just have another mm. procedure and then you take the fat off. Like, yeah. of course, you can just like sculpt, however, as many surgeries as you need. Yeah. And it's like, oh, the human body actually like no, is yeah. incredibly fragile and you can't just like sculpt something away sometimes. No. Yeah. And yeah, I think like knowing about all the risks is such a hugely important yeah. factor if you if anyone's thinking about doing something like this like i mean that's literally being advert like i remember seeing cool sculpting ads on i TV, literally was googling like, it and it was like it didn't have any of the 
you know scary yeah. articles it was literally just like get here here's where to get it done in beverly hills damn yeah of course bella hadid revealed that she got a nose job at the age of 14 yes. which she said 14. 14 she said she regretted the decision and quote i wish i had kept the nose of my ancestors i think i would have grown into it unquote i think she would have but i also don't know if she would have become like the most because everyone talks about her face they're like the most beautiful face in the world yeah. the proportions so yeah. beautiful i wonder no i think personally would she have done as well in her modeling career if she had i mean she's as a model she slays like she has the yeah, walk yeah, down yeah. she's like incredible oh but yeah yeah i don't know but if she hadn't like made her facial feature more white adjacent against more barriers yeah, yeah. Um, it's sad though that's really sad yeah like so many celebrities of course are i wonder if she maybe just get that paraffin wax girl <laughs> get that profile back <laughs> i wonder if she could like make her nose like, can you add on to the nose? I bet you can Probably. at this point. Yeah. yeah, they can like reconstruct stuff. Some TV shows and pop culture about plastic surgery. Botched, which was yes. started in 2014. My dad is a fucking huge Botched really? fan. Yeah, I like So botched. that's with Dr. Terry Dubrow and Dr. Paul Nassif. Mm -hmm. um, it's a reality TV show that follows the doctors as they remedy extreme plastic surgery gone wrong. Mm. If you've ever watched Botched, then you'll get the gist it's literally people coming in being like please fix my body yeah it's really sad it's really sad a fictional tv show that was based on plastic surgery is called nip tuck um oh yeah that aired from 2003 to two 2010 hmm, i didn't know it was that yeah like i just wanted to bring up so uh my high school was actually on the most popular like plastic surgery street in like London. wall street but for yeah nip tuck it's called harley street it's where a lot of like rich and famous people go to get private health care interesting and there are like three thousand people employed on this one street Ooh. all in the medical paramedical profession i do remember like walking to school often and seeing these like taped up women yeah you know with like they just had a really? nose job yeah they got no bandages way. and like yeah it That's was crazy. like a common sight to see on your walk to school wow yeah and i remember one time this celebrity she's a celebrity in the uk called katie price she turned up in her pink range rover and everyone was like katie price is here for her surgery no way yeah, that she's is like, so funny yeah she's a plastic surgery like fan i would say okay okay <laughs> i feel like i actually know wait can you pull up a picture of yeah, her i'll show you her. i feel like i she looks like kind of a Lo Lindsay lohan-esque figure yes 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 yes, yes. i've for, i don't know how i know her but i do remember like she yeah. was like a glamour model i think she's these crazy huge titties holy shit those yeah. are big boys finally i just wanted to take a quick little look at south korean plastic surgery yes South Korea has been dubbed the cosmetic surgery capital of the world. Mm. And it currently performs 24% of all cosmetic surgeries. Wow. Yes. Um, South Korea. Like the US with prisons. Yeah. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> um, South Korea's ethno historical context, societal pressures, economic opportunities, and cultural beliefs have all contributed to the popularity and growth in this field. In 2020, Reuters, Reuters estimated the South Korean plastic surgery industry to be worth $10.7 billion. Wow, wow. So, some estimates have suggested that around one in three South Korean women hmm. between the ages of 19 and 29 have had plastic surgery. 
Others put that at 50% or higher. So it's super common in That's South insane. Korea to have plastic surgery. By far the most common surgery is a blepharoplasty or the double eyelid surgery. That's what I was going to say. Probably That's when they that. insert a crease in the eyelid to make the eye look bigger. The two other popular procedures are nose jobs and glutathione injections, which slows pigmentation in the skin. So keeps I was you... S- white white yeah i was gonna say i feel like they have a skin treatment there they do like skin whitening is a huge thing it's a huge thing in asia um in general and that it's actually a misconception and kind of like western centric to believe that they're trying to emulate western features it's more fair skin has always been revered in asia it's yeah i mean i think of japan too they're like super yeah 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 preferential towards that so there's this really good article in the new yorker by patricia marks called about face and she goes on to say quote if you want to feel bad about your looks spend some time in seoul an eerily high number of women there and men too look like anime princesses subway riders primp in front of full-length mirrors installed throughout the stations for that purpose job applicants are typically required to attach photographs to their resumes remarks from relatives such as you would be a lot prettier if you just had your jaw tapered are considered no more insulting than you'd get a lot more for your apartment if you redid the kitchen wow she goes on to say in her article, a typical high school graduation gift for a Korean teenager is either a nose job or a blepharoplasty. So the what double eyelid you? surgery. Okay, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. What do you think? Do you know what kind of nose jobs they're getting? Like, is there a shape? Because I know in America, it's like the button nose. Everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're school. going for a different shape. I don't know what shape exactly they're, but I know for a fact that it's not the same as yeah. the like US yeah. nose okay. job goal surgery tourists from abroad make up about a third of the business in south korea and most of those come from china okay um one reason is that throughout asia the like korean wave of pop culture called hallyu yeah um, is kind of shaping not only like the music but what you should look like when you're listening to the music makes a lot of sense yeah so yeah that's basically it like they've permeated the culture so much that people are like wow. that's and it's a lot cheaper i think to go to south korea than it is the u.s Imagine this social pressure because like here i'm like like you feel a little bit of pressure but you're mm. like whatever i like yeah my yeah but like if one in three people are getting it done is that what they said yeah 50 percent of 50%? women in their 20s that's so much pressure yeah wow yeah unrelated but did you have you seen kylie jenner's makeup artist oh yes ariel yes (laughs) he has the exact same bbl that she has done yes and it's jarring to see because it's like you you realize because like kylie's like looks like i don't know kind of normal i mean it looks like a bbl but yeah his just looks like it's just jarring it's like that's literally kylie's body on ariel's body it's really shocking you're on his (laughs) if you cover the top half of this it looks like it's kylie yeah it's the exact same like hip waist i think what makes it look strange is the he doesn't have any boobs so 
you know when because when people are like naturally yeah. curvy there's usually a boob and a bum situation going yeah but there ain't no boobs itch yeah it's crazy though it makes you realize like yeah there's they definitely share a plastic surgeon oh for like. sure anyway <laughs> anyway final yeah. thoughts final thoughts i have uh some predictions written down oh me too me too okay give me your predictions okay my predictions are boob jobs will slowly fade out but breast lifts are the new boob jobs what is a breast lift it's when like if you have if your titties are sagging, sagging you, you can like get them hoisted up. okay so you're not making them bigger you're just reshaping them. yeah because of. i don't think the obsession with the big tits is is gonna last it's gonna last that long, long. Hmm. good prediction good prediction and i think fillers will slowly fade out too hmm. because botox is just like the king of facial True. injection stuff I don't know. These are shit predictions. Is that me, your, honestly. what's that, your last those are mine. Oh yeah, Botox always, yeah. Always in, fillers I mean, out. wrinkles like it are never going to be trendy no. in a way that like a big butt or a small butt would be, no. you know? My predictions are, I predict a lot of more like non-invasive surgeries, yeah. like, and along with that, less expensive, more accessible, like in-office treatments. So yeah. like them just advertising it as like a more natural alternative, you know? Yeah. And I also predict a lot of breast reductions and BBL removals. I'm predicting Ooh, yeah. a return of the small butt yeah. along with the heroin chic trend. Look, yeah. And I also think, I mean, with any wave of a ton of people get, getting BBLs, like there's probably a lot of people who are going to get them yeah. removed yeah. ultimately as it is a trend. Like anything that happens because it's a trend, I feel like is going to have a backlash yes almost big time yeah i don't predict plastic surgery becoming less popular though like i really do think sadly it's going to become more like even more normalized and like yeah. insidious in the ways that like we can alter ourselves without it being like i got plastic surgery yes. you know yeah i think the name plastic surgery mm -hmm. kind of because it's such a buzzword like makes people freak out more yes, i yes. think li like you said the the med spas and the yeah the non-invasive procedures are, are on the rise and mm -hmm. rising quickly yeah no one really is like yay going under the knife like yeah i think it's, it's much easier thing. to be like oh going in for this thing it's gonna take 20 minutes and i don't have to mm -hmm. recover and reclusivity yeah, yeah 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 it's very interesting plucky surge be careful ladies yeah just be careful i mean i'll never say you can't do what you want with your body but just you can't do it not knowing no that there are dangers it's a huge industry yeah you are being preyed upon you are. every day someone is making money off of your insecurities it's true so just keep that in mind and obviously at the end of the day it's your body you do what you want you're with beautiful. it go get your happiness we support in happiness me, in all forms beautiful exactly just make sure you know that we don't exist in a vacuum no bargain bbls though i will not, not allow it bargain no bargain anything 
<laughs> yeah, make sure you go to a board certified plastic surgeon. Absolutely. Which we now know what that is. Amazing. Actually, one time in, when I was living in Boston, literally a pair of ass pads, spandex with like gel ass pads oh, just yeah. showed up to my door. I had <gasps> not ordered them, but they, and it was like some random Korean company, I think, but like literally our, the, like my roommates and I like took turns like that whole next week just wearing the ass pads. It looked so unnatural. It oh, was really? crazy. Oh, yeah. No. Anyway. That's so good. If you want to support us on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash slag radio. Bonus content, bonus herbs. Yeah. Also available on Spotify too, if you use Spotify. If you want to get social with us, you can do so on Instagram at Slag Radio Pod and on TikTok at Slag Radio. Please email us. You can do so slagradiopod at gmail.com and lastly if you enjoy us please give us five stars on whatever app you're listening on and if you can also give us a review it really helps muchos appreciate toss toss <laughs> bye bye slags love you